This is Glenn Crooks on Frame. In 2002, Brazil won its record fifth World Cup. The midfielder, Kleberson, who played only briefly in the group games, started every knockout game, culminating with a victory over Germany in the final. Kleberson, currently an assistant coach at the New York City Football Club, talks about his own transition during that month in South Korea and Japan during our 40-minute-plus conversation. He also describes his relationship with Ronaldo and Ronaldinho, who both always wanted the ball, how he fulfilled his dreams of playing in the Maracana and for Brazil. He describes the brilliance of Brazil coach Luis Felipe Scolari and his move to the States as first a player and now a coach, how he enjoys the relative anonymity and working with academy players, and his role with helping head coach Dick Cushing communicate with the young Brazilians on New York City's first team. Well, I hope you enjoy it. Here's my conversation with Cleberson. So we have an assistant coach with us from New York City FC, Cleberson. So when I first heard he was coming on staff, you know, I think everybody's reaction was like, the Cleberson? <laughs> and winning a World Cup with Brazil and the way uh, it happened, all seven matches, you, you won all seven matches en route to the World Cup title, which I think to this day still has never been done. And uh, first, I want to welcome you and just uh, let you know what a pleasure it is to, to have a chance to just sit and chat a little bit. How are you doing? Good. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, yeah, it's funny because, like, um, get some time for the people to understand, like, a Cleberson live in America, you know, <laughs> work as assistant coach for New York City FC, even like a, uh, the other club I worked before. Uh, but uh, that's the thing, like, um, a choice for my life when I come in here to play for MLS in 2013. Uh, I really enjoy the life to live in America and to grow in here. That's one of my passion I have now. <laughs> That's why I'm here. And then I have been enjoy a lot this process, you know. And then I, it's fun when sometimes some people come and call me Cleberson and say, was Cleberson play World Cup from Brazil? Yeah, I was young. I remember that's you. So, yeah, that's me. <laughs> it's nice that people remember. That was a while ago now, but uh, it's certainly not forgotten. Those that back home that might not understand what's going on in the United States with soccer, were they a little puzzled uh, that you're here and spending so much time here and now working here professionally? Is it do the your relatives, friends, they have a clear picture of what it's like? Yeah, I think friends has more, you know, because I always open for my friends why I'm here, why I'm looking for here in America, you know. Uh, they sometimes say, why, why you choice America? You can stay in Brazil, like, uh, have a great career, like, uh, you can have a great life, because it's, it has to be understood, like, a cleverson life here in America, it's completely different to live in Brazil. Brazil people knowing me, where I'm going, it's really easy to people recognizing me, get to talk to me, talk about soccer. Here get a little while to, to the people understand that. But uh, I really love that because taking me out, the old pressure I had when I was play, when I was kid, because play soccer in Brazil, defending Brazil national team, like uh, it's, it's not easy, There's the pressure is so bigger because we, we are really fun about the soccer, you know, uh, and then to be here, it's a really, really mass for me, like, uh, to come here. People's not recognized much, but 
friends close to me, they know why I'm here. They know what I can, I can do here. How can I grow here? Do you get recognized? So let's say you're walking uh, the streets of New York City, and every now and then, does somebody say, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's not many, you know. <laughs> I, I get some surprise when some people stopping me. I was on a Wegmans like uh, two weeks ago. I in the grocery store, buy some stuff, and then uh, I saw the guys running, walk behind me, and I said, Okay, uh, and then I, um, my daughter, she went like your nose and say, "Hey, daddy, I think that these guys follow you. I think he, he know you." I say, "No, he's not." And then it's too old. As soon as I get out of the the grocery store, and they say, "Hey, clever, you're clever, son. Yeah, let's get some <laughs> picture." And I say, and "Those those start like processing. It's really really fun to see." That's pretty nice. Yeah, but you compare that to back home, and it's interesting. So you're you're almost maybe enjoying it more here because. You can have a little bit yeah. more of a life, a yeah. private life, yeah, let's exactly. say. Is I can do some stuff here. I cannot yeah. do in Brazil. Like Is that right? Here yeah. I can go to a grocery store. I can walk. I, I don't need to dress well here. <laughs> no, it's, it's people look at me and say, oh, that's, that's another people, you know. But in, back in Brazil, it's a little bit different, you know. It has to be, like, dressed nice. It has to go. You cannot go, like, a, a, some kind place, have some private things. It's a really complicated. That's why... Living in America here, I haven't been enjoyed a lot. It's a really, really good for me. Uh, we're with Cleberson. He's now an assistant coach of New York City FC. By way of the Philadelphia Union, the two team, we'll get to that in a moment. But I, I do want to go back to your youth uh, in Brazil and just uh, game, uh, the game of soccer, football, is, uh, you know, it's life there as compared to here maybe where it's, you know, the passion is uh, divided in many different ways. But uh, is that the way it was for you? I mean, it was just football, and <laughs> that was that was your love all the yeah. time? Yeah. It, here in America, the process for the kids to be a pro or play soccer is completely different like in Brazil, you know. Uh, in Brazil, we we love the soccer because every friend plays soccer. You always talk about soccer, and then you play in the street. You grow and play in the street. We have uh, that competition like uh, years and years, you know. And then uh, here in America has a many sport, you know. The kids can play, you know. Uh, and then they w in Brazil, like uh, peoples in Brazil, they have uh, like uh, so many reference to play uh, soccer players, especially years right. ago. It's many, many massive player. Here in America, uh, you have a, a lot of a reference, but the big references are more like a basketball players, like a football players. Uh, that's that's com completely different. Like in Brazil, the reference is like a, a Pelé, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, and those kids always watch those guys. You know, parents watch those guys. Right. And then uh, we grow with, with this uh, uh, environment. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a really different. You know. Uh, American here, I saw a lot of kids play soccer. The time in here, when I was 2013 to now, I saw like a soccer growing a lot in academies, like local teams, local clubs. They spend like a more with the kids, bringing good coach, good players, you know, uh, to encourage the kids like a 
it really has successful successful you know, on a soccer no so you sense it's going in a yeah, in a that, good that, direction yeah, in, in america just look at the the years the the clubs for nemeless born like uh, new york see like a start 2016 15 15, 15 yeah that. 15 it's yeah. uh, it's less like the yeah when you when you came to the yeah. states uh, yeah. they didn't exist yeah. imagine it. clubs in brazil has a, a, almost 100 years it's yeah. just it's a long way you know yeah yeah what club do you support in Brazil? Uh, I support two clubs in Brazil. Okay. And those two is a red and black. It's uh, Flamengo and Atlético Paranaense. Those teams like I really support Atlético Paranaense because it's the club. That that's so your yeah. That's, that's your club a, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the club. I start to play an academy. Yeah. That's the club promote me to to the international. You know, to go to Brazil national team. And uh, but when I was a kid, I was really, really big fan from Flamengo because my dream is to play in a Stadio Maracana when I was a kid. To play in the Stadio Maracana, thousand people in the stadium. It's a r- and then uh, I had that feeling when I was like uh, get older. It's a really amazing moment for me. Like like a hundred thousand. It's right? not a hundred. Did it used to be a hundred? Yeah, and then be a, yeah, it yeah. used to be a hundred twenty something yeah, like yeah, that. And yeah. then yeah. because they they they. The, the league like makes some change now yeah. is uh looks like uh, eighty thousand yeah. people there. but I was there, I have a game with uh, ninety two people in the stadium on wow. Flamengo. It's it's amazing. I made that team as well. <laughs> and then the the part where uh, so you had your your home club that which a uh, hundred appearances for them. So that's uh, and through their academy. But what what about just just playing? I mean. You know, w- it, were you the typical playing on the streets, playing mm. futsal, playing on the beach? You know, wh- wh- where did you uh, where did you develop your game when it wasn't with your team? Yeah. You know, I I think in my background, like a, it's a more like a futsal player. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really play futsal for when I was a kid. I play a lot, mm. even like when I was in a academy team, not known Atlético Paranaense, but before Atlético Paranaense. I still play in an academy it's called like PSTC, PSCC, the club okay. I start to play. Uh, when I go back to my city, like uh, because I don't live in a, in a training complex, I get bus back to my house. I just get my uh, futsal shoes and go to the <laughs> to the field and play futsal. So you I went right back. Them, yeah. You just played more when just you got home. More. Yeah. Exactly. We played. When I was a kid, we play a lot. I remember, like, I play in an academy, go back home, play again. If I have some friends on the street, when I, after the futsal, we go some play again. It's all about play football, play soccer. And it's interesting where it's come because now we monitor every minute the uh, the science. Yeah. You know, make sure the players don't overtrain. And Th- that's that the thing. <laughs> as a coach, I has to be learned now. Like to say, okay, the kids cannot play two minutes in a day. It has to be hold. But I'm looking back and say, oh my god! But I never, <laughs> I never rest. I have a, I always I go and play. Now I have to tell the kids like 12 years old. Okay, now you go to home, eat, go to sleep, relax. Tomorrow you go again. No, and if I do opposite you know what I mean it's a really like a challenge for me so when you're playing futsal after your session or whatever at, at what point is it like really evident that you're you can play at the professional level you can play uh, with a top club in Brazil you can maybe represent your national team yeah. someday yeah. where along the line did that did the the light bulb go off whether it was for you or for one of your coaches yeah. or your teammates it's funny because I think that's the thing it can can bring me like in the top level, like to play and then I played the World Cup. 
because when I was a kid, I never think about like I that's the moment I can make a pro. That's the moment I has to be. I just play because I love play soccer. <laughs> I don't play because I oh yeah. I, of course, I have a dream to play the Maracanã to play Brazil Brazil national team, but as a dream, it's it's a perfect for me. But if I have a chance like to play and then to do the things I want with my friends with some competition, that's perfect for me at that time. I, I, I never expected that. And it's funny because when I was an Atletico Paranaense, I was not top player. No one coming to me and do some like IDP so I can like uh, develop, get much better. No one, I was like a really, really like in a bubble. I was in a bubble in a, in a club. Wow. But when the opportunity's coming, I don't know what's going on. I was, I think I, because I work hard and then I'm not like a, push too much myself to to make better. I just like to uh, do the things I really love, make me to prepare like a, like as a natural for, for, for this game. Yeah. As soon as I... And I you're not trying to do things that you're not capable of exactly, doing. Like that, yeah, exactly. I yeah. just try to enjoy them the, the moment to play soccer. I know I, on that time I was really good to shooting from my right and my left. When I have opportunity training session, I just do it. Train, 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 train. But I never thought like when I get a pro, they're gonna be help me like a, like an especially play in a high level and then uh, help yeah. me a lot. But you just you just enjoyed working on your game. Yeah, and exactly. if you identified something, you just went out and yeah. worked on it with with joy. Cleberson is our uh, guest, and I- if we go back to that 2002 World Cup, uh, you didn't play in the first two matches, if I have mm. this correct. Substitute in the third group match where you beat Costa Rica, and then. Um, and then you were a starter the rest of the way. So was there something along the way where uh, Scolari said, Ooh, we, we need this guy. This guy's got to be in the middle. I mean, did something happen along the way, or, or were there injuries, or, or did you earn it just based on uh, how things were progressing? No, I think that, that it's a great story because that one started like before the, the start of the World Cup. Because uh, I remember I was in... Um, we have a friendly against like a Malaysia. It's a preparation for the World Cup, and then uh, I, 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 I'm not play well that time. I started the game, but I, I doesn't play well. Uh, and then when I get on the World Cup, when they Philip Scolari call me, and then my first week, everyone expect or the guys from the staff expect our clubs could be start the the World Cup. He can play because he has quality. But as soon as I get on, the, uh, on around those players, I really like, whoa, <laughs> my gosh, that's, that, that's Ronaldo, that's Ronaldinho, those guys like... Uh, Rivaldo. Rivaldo, uh, those guys is amazing. Yeah. Get some time for... So you were a little yeah, intimidated? I, is that what you mean? Yeah, or? It's, it's, it's not intimidate, but I, I try to be like, a, to look at myself and then see, wow. How is possible I can help those guys to play? You know what I mean? Because I was I was play like a Brazil in a, in a league in Brazil called Brasileirão. Like a, we play for fun, bah, 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 play. but now it's yeah, seriously. You know what I mean? <laughs> we have those guys. I can I need to find some way. I cannot play the way I play in a, just with my friends. I have to find solution so I can make those guys play. You know what I mean? And then that's why I... So your mindset is, how do I play to make them better? Exactly, exactly. And then the, that one, I have to be stepped back. You know, I can know, like, 
get to more argue to say like, oh, I can do that. No, yeah, let me play. If you give me the jersey, I can, if I do that, I'll be killed. <laughs> I'll be going on like a, 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 and then I I step back. I observe more. And the first game, like you said, the World Cup, I even not change the dress. I don't have a change. I just sit down and watch. And then I realize, okay, that's World Cup. That could work up. The first game against Turkey, we almost lost the game. We scored like with like a penalty from Rivaldo. The guy got red cards. A crazy game. <laughs> but the, that game, I say, oh, I know what you know, the, oh, wow. I need to so work on. Now I don't need to work on. You know what I mean? Oh, but you're so you you watched it and that helped exactly. you understand. Yeah. And I then had to put myself like a, a specter, you know, then like player. Because yeah, I think if I try to do play with, with those guys, I probably not have a successful like I had. When I stop, I realize, I observe a lot what's going on, what that means really play work up, what, that, what the quality those players has, and then I start, okay, let's go. So in many now. ways, that was the start of your coaching career right there. You were yeah. observing and, yeah. and making the change. Exactly. <laughs> So you got in uh, and then uh, were never taken out all the way through the, uh, through the finals. So uh, that experience, I'm sure you've told the stories, but uh, it must have been uh, just remarkable going from game to yeah. game to game and then playing with, you know, like you said, Ronaldinho and Ronaldo. I mean, if there are two larger names outside of Pelé and Messi and the other Ronaldo, mm. the, I, I don't think there are any. You know? Yeah, it's those guys like a, that's for different. They are, they are from different world. They like a, to see the things they did in the field, the how they act, how they are behavior inside and off the field. Those guys, they are amazing. What were give some examples like Ronaldo, like, for instance? What what separated him outside of his ability? But like they, they never felt they never they never feeling pressure. They never upset, you know. They always happy. They always like. They always they know what what's gonna be end on the end. You know what I mean? Right. They always like okay, no problem, right? In a way, they know how good they are. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's and for me as a kid, give me a lot of confidence to see those guys because they they support me a lot, especially when I start to play uh, against England. The word I listened from Cafu. That was the quarterfinal? Yeah, that's okay. the quarterfinal. Uh, from Ronaldo, from Rivaldo, Ronaldinho, Roberto Carlos, those guys like a, because I, me and Gilberto Silva, we played a midfielder. We are like a, the very experienced players. We're not very experienced. Like we, Gilberto Silva played for Atletico Mineiro, and then I played for Atletico mm -hmm. Paranaense. Yeah. Roberto Carlos. Oh, these guys are playing. Roberto Carlos just won the the Champions League with Real Madrid. With Madrid, yeah. Cafu playing Roma. Rivaldo playing Barcelona. Oh my gosh! It, and then, and, but the way those guys take me and Gilberto Silva, it's amazing. And they really make us confidence to play for them. Can you remember uh, any particular uh, sequence or a play or a moment, maybe with a Ronaldinho? But something they did. That you can remember that helped you. Maybe you played a, a a ball to them, and they did something that was 
remarkable yeah. in order to put themselves in position to receive it or something like that. I remember like uh, uh, I remember a lot of Ronaldo because the Ronaldo, I, I, even like the guys get one time the picture of me and Ronaldo when like uh, we really close, we have a hat a hat really close because he he come to me one time and say uh, he called me like a. Um, this is Zeca. He's a Zeca Pagodinho. That's the guy in Brazil, like a musician guy. And then he called me, hey, every ball you have, try to find me, okay? Don't worry. Receive the ball, try to find me. I can make the game for us, right? Just just do this, kid. I said, okay, perfect. <laughs> and then uh, every time when I have the ball, I try to get him. But Ronaldinho's come and say the same. <laughs> Every ball you grab, pass the ball to me. And Ronaldo is the same. I say, oh my God, who, who so should you, I pass the ball? So like you, a, you have to you balance know, yeah, it then, huh? I, I have to balance, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> a, I was, when I receive the ball, I'm looking, I'm glad those two play in the front of me. Right. Because it's more easy for me because I just like a receiver, put my hands up, I say, oh, Ronaldo's a better situation. Play ball to him. Oh, Ronaldinho's a better one. Because Ronaldo always is try to get away from the defender to receive the ball in one v one and go to the goal. Ronaldinho, no. Ronaldinho won the ball in a tight space because he wanted to do the magic. <laughs> Dribble everyone, and uh, that, that's different. Don't, that's making it more easy to me to play, you know what I mean? That's yeah. Really so you knew what kind of ball yeah. you had to play to uh, exactly. each of them because yeah. they want you to play them the ball, but you yeah. have to serve it in a, in a manner that makes it makes them successful, exactly. in essence, yeah. at the team. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that's really... Uh, it's not easy. Just pa pass the ball for those guys. <laughs> They do, they do the serves. They're just like <laughs> sort of like Holland. Are you watching Holland these days? Oh my God, just yeah. kind of put it in the vicinity, right? Yeah, and then that. he'll. Uh, it's it's. Uh, uh, Kaká was uh, twenty years old yeah, he's really on that team, guy. and so you saw him in uh, in his uh, sort of burgeoning. He was just uh, starting out. Yeah. What, what do you recall about him? Yeah, I think Felipe Scolari brought me Ron um, not Ronaldinho, but Kaká. Me and Gilberto Silva, I think those three players, when uh, Luis Felipe Scolari called us to, to the World Cup, it's a more for the introduce how it means World Cup, and maybe 2006, okay, those guys are ready to play, you know. But they are way like, uh, because Emerson get an injury, Gilberto Silva like have the opportunity to play. And then the way Brazil played, uh, Felipe put me in a team just for help and defending the team, and then uh, I get my opportunity. And Kaká is a really, really young player. He's there, he's a big part like in terms like to to communicate with like, um, how can do better for next World Cup. You know, that's the things like he really there. And then- How about time. that, that you can bring in a at the World Cup, you could bring in a player just to kind of absorb yeah. it more than actually have to contribute. Yeah. That That shows the yeah. Brazil yeah. Has Brazil, some depth. Brazil did that on uh, 94 with Ronaldo. Ronaldo uh -huh. has a 17 years when they come in here in America and then they win the, yeah. the cup. Yeah, Ronaldo's yeah. really young, played like a couple minutes also. And 98, Ronaldo's like phenomenal. <laughs> and then 2002. Let me ask you about one other. Uh, you mentioned Cafu, and, and what stands out to me is a, a like an attacking fullback, which was sort of... Not yet the way teams were going at it. You know, that's become modern day. You know, the mm. fullback has become a, very much a playmaker or yeah. an attacking. So uh, in many ways, he was sort of um, 
you know, one of those players that kind of set the table for, you know, getting forward. Do you remember that in training that that was just, you know, that's the way it was done? Yeah. Cafu is, is the best, like, uh, running in a, for the Brazil national team in 2002. He's, he's running, like, never stop it. He never stop. And Cafu. 31 years old. Imagine, like, 31 of those. Like, run the way he's running. He still run. We, we, <laughs> get, we got some friend, like, a, a former player last year. He played with us. I think he's in Montreal. We played it. He still run, like, shh. I say, Cafu, come on, man. <laughs> we don't, buddy. But he's, he's, he's unbelievable how physical he's in the World 2002. Uh, World Cup 2002. He's running like He won the old ball. He won the old ball. He's running up and down. He's really like a, he can never stop run, and that's the way Felipe Scolari put me in a team. Because when Scafu is going, Juninho Paulista is play playing in, in the beginning of the the World Cup. He also give more support forward, and then mm -hmm. he's not defender much, not defending much. Yeah. And then get a lot of spoils on the right side because Scafu start to going. Roberto Carlos going the left, <laughs> the left and that's yeah. that. And uh, and and you just defend for three Lucio Hockey Junior and uh, and Jimilson. and then that's why Philip Scolari choice to put me in the right just because when Scafu is going, I see I stay in the back. So you had, a, you had a pretty easy job that just win the ball and give it to these uh, these yeah. uh, these fullbacks and Ronaldo and it's, Ronaldinho. It's funny <laughs> because like uh, I do this like uh, before the, the the final I did that like a pass for those balls for those guys defend. On the final against Germany, Luis Felipe Scolari told me, now you do opposite. If you watch the final, I got a lot of cross. I hit the ball in the post. I always get it in front of the Cafu and Ronaldo. <laughs> because that, and that's, that's just what was how you scouted Germany or how he did and, and saw what you could take advantage of? Is that I what it was? I think who take advantage of that is Felipe Scolari. Because he understand, like, uh, okay, if I put a Cleberson on the game, the guys are going to be marked who? Rivaldo, Ronaldo, and Cafu get forward. Those guys, Germany, they never thought about like to mark Cleberson because Cleberson is a midfielder. But that's the way I played in Atletico Paranaense. I play like a second midfield. I always go beyond, behind the defender, open, make some cross, assisting, like shooting a goal from right left. And then the, that's the thing I did in the final and work work a lot smart coach he's really smart he's reading me <laughs> <laughs> no did you um, i mean you've you've had coaches that you could take some things away from what what do you recall about him that like you might even think about now when you're when you're working with new york city fc or in the future is there anything that stands out yeah i, I think i always stayed like for uh, philippe scolari he's he's my father because he he gave me to, the opportunity to play and then uh, one way he's managed the players, uh, that's one thing I try to bring with me because he's really like, a, he's really uh, understand the players' moments. Which moment the player, he knows like a, how, can he, how can he take those opportunities for the players because the players in the end you just want to play yeah. and just uh, want to do the things they want. But coach has to be a, seeing each player's like life style so he can like uh, really contribute for the for the moment they need and then Philippe Scolari did really well on this World Cup because he brought like uh, before the World Cup a lot of people's call to bring like Romario 
for the Brazilian national team. Yeah. They call Romário. Ronaldo is his has knee injury like uh, before the World Cup, and everyone call Romário, Romário, Romário has to go, has to go. But in his mind, he has a plan like a uh, for each game for the World Cup, and then uh, on uh, his plan doesn't count with Romário because if you, and in my opinion, if you bring Romário, he has to play Romário. Yeah. And has to play Ronaldo. And then we have a Rivaldo, we have a Ronaldinho Gaúcho. One also. too many. He's One too it, many. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a <laughs> and then he's, he understands the moments, which players are going to be need, what they need. Uh, he really is smart on that. That's why he had a lot of success. There's a certain amount of brilliance to that, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah. So you come to the, now we're fast forwarding, you come to the States to close out your playing career, which is pretty interesting. Uh, I don't know if you ever envisioned that when you were uh, you know, going through some of your stops. Um, I guess your last one was Bahia before you came to Philadelphia, and then Indy 11, Fort Lauderdale Strikers. What was that experience like coming to the States, and how did that happen? <laughs> that was, it's amazing. That's an amazing story because uh, I was in the Bahia uh, 2009, and then I, sorry, 2010, I was in the Flamengo, uh, and then I come here in America to visit him, uh, Disney World, just with my, and then we have some friends. And then uh, they start to show me like uh, the American lifestyle. And then uh, I was like 30, 30, like one, 33 years old. I say, yeah. Oh, that could be that, that opportunity. Like I, we saw MLS growing a lot. Uh, a lot of guys coming to here to play in, Amer in America. And they say, oh yeah, maybe the opportunity to me join here uh, to, to help like uh, the club, the teams, like uh, maybe I can stay here for after retire. That I started to think that, and then one was in the Bahia has opportunity to trade uh, with Fred Yadu from Philadelphia Union, mm. and then that's that happened. And I come for like a for eight months, and I really enjoy my eight months here in America because I like I said to you in the beginning, the pressure is totally out. <laughs> I really can have a new life for Cleverson. Uh, and then I start to do the things I really want to do in my life, like uh, stay around more my family, because playing Brazil, it's amazing. It's a, I, I cannot complain to play in Brazil national team or Brazil league. I have been enjoy a lot. But one thing in my life, is, it's really difficult when I was that place uh, and fam my family, my kids, my wife, they don't have a life. That's really difficult for them because play for Flamengo, if you won a game, you're the best player. If you lost, my gosh, you cannot go outside, you know what I mean? Those kind of stuff, it's uh, my family, they are really, really tired. And then I don't have opportunity like to maybe to go in a concert with my, my wife, to go to the restaurant with my kids. And the, if you, people try to complain, you know, it's a really like a really, really tough life so, for you. So so yeah. th they wouldn't they wouldn't leave you alone. No, no, no. they wouldn't. And then leave you when alone. I come in America, oh my gosh, I go to Walt Grimm, I go like to the to the restaurant like uh, Oliver Garning, that kind of stuff. And no one know me. I say, oh my god, the only thing they're asking for me is uh, like uh, the ID so I can buy a beer. So oh, perfect, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have enjoyed a lot. <laughs> that is that is awesome. So you, the move was was good and. You got to play and, and, and get to know the country a little bit. and uh, But wait, but you moved into this 
coaching area, which is, um, you know, really is the next step for you. I mean, and now, and you're pretty young in that profession. So how's it going as a coach? I mean, what what drew you to want to be uh, a mentor to players and a coach and learning all the different things? Yeah, I think one thing I really enjoy as a coach, it's a give for the players some like thing really good, something like they really want. Because I, I feeling like uh, the, the generation, the player we have now, it's completely opposite for the generation we have before. Uh, years, years ago, we have uh, like a really like a reference, parents, reference people behind us. We really respect everyone, like a decision, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now we have a generation with a, a lot of technology around. They need to learn control that kind of stuff. Just so easy, the communication is too faster now. Years ago is completely different, you know. Uh, but one thing I really enjoy is like uh, to bring those memories for the, those young kids. Especially, I really love to work with the academy because uh, it's uh, young players. When you say something really powerful for them, they keep for forever. You know, they really keep forever. Now uh, here, and uh, working in New York City, if you see, I really love because uh, we can see some guys in our club, in our sta uh, roster, they have uh, this reference where they are, they are young. And then when you start to tell something about like, oh, what's happened years, years ago, they were, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I know the, those guys, I know that. It's a really, really, really good for me. Like I really enjoyed this moment, like to be a coach and to, to try to help players to make, because one thing I really want in my life, it's a give players the opportunity to see or to have a feeling I had, like to play World Cup and win one World Cup. People ask me, how are you feeling to win the World Cup? I feel amazing, but I cannot explain how amazing that. Yeah, That's you, why I try to help the guys. You could only understand if yeah. you go through it, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. That's yeah. why I try to to help those guys. Like, okay, together. Like, we have a lot of talent here. It's interesting. You were with Philadelphia last year when New York City won MLS Cup, right? So you were looking yeah. on with uh, – there was no – idea that you might be here uh, no. at that time right so no, I, yeah I was in the playoff last year I got so upset when it yeah well that the game I was scored a goal I was I gonna said, get I was gonna, I was gonna get to that yeah so have you given uh, Tyler a hard time about that goal uh, at some point when you got no, here? no I just tell you you gotta be scored this year <laughs> <laughs> I just tell that I want my how they call it like that they yeah yeah I want to be out there yeah <laughs> that is ironic though that uh because that was a crazy game uh, yeah, at Subaru Park yeah. with all the players that were absent for Philadelphia. And New York City was coming off the New England game, so they were probably not at their best. Yeah. So it was an interesting game that way. Yeah. What stands out about that game? What do you remember the most? Before uh, The week before, when, like you said, like a, a lot of players had trouble with the, the COVID things, and then we saw like a large staff everyone started to talk, oh, someone has, someone else, oh my gosh, who's going to be playing? And then, oh, yeah. has to play for guys for the academy, you have to bring, and then the head coach, Jimmy, starts like uh, looking around, like, say, oh, who should I play? And then, uh, and then they, 
they know like uh, New York City FC probably like uh, they know like a uh, played the uh, well into getting the playoff but they're good players they're really like uh, the guys won't like to play you know and then uh, at that time we really concerned about that about like the loss of player yeah. and, and the game is really open that game it was open. It was really, really open. And one of those talented guys uh, ended up finishing it off, Tylus Magno. So uh, finally, as we uh, come to a close, how, how is it that uh, – what came about that brought you over here to New York City? Because you were working with Marlon um, LeBlanc with the Philadelphia 2 team, correct? Yeah, correct. An assistant there. And then the next thing we know is uh, you're out here uh, – mm with all those Brazilians that are on this <laughs> roster. You know, it made, made sense to me yeah. when I heard it. It's like, well, five Brazilians, you know, this will be good. Yeah, it's uh, because what happened, when I was in the Philly, uh, the Tommy Wilson, the director for the for the academy, they pushed me up to the, to the second team. Yeah. Just because uh, they brought a lot of, like, um, guys from Venezuela and then they don't have like uh, the connection between the head coach with the players and then i did a great job with the academy the team the u14 13 i helped the u19 that kind of stuff and then they feeling they the good opportunity for me to work with like a pro players also the the kids like from venezuela yeah and my job is a my as a work of some idp for those players like after training, it's a more about IDP is more mentor for those guys. Uh, of course, and that uh, translate for the for the Marlon, the head coach for the team. Yeah, yeah, and just their transition. Yeah. yeah. So, what have you discovered with the the Brazilians that are here? I mean, you part of your task is obviously I see you with Nick. Yeah. You know, kind of almost translating maybe what he might be describing at a certain moment, or if he's having an individual meeting. You know, you're you're kind of there to help them through it. But uh, how are they doing? I mean, they're, they're, they all seem to have slightly different personalities, hmm. slight, slightly different styles of play, uh, from Pedetta to uh, Tiago to, uh, to Tylus Magno, and now I'm, I'm gonna, and we have Tiago Martins. And Eber, what's it been like for you? I mean, uh, and you feel like you've helped them? I think the, the connection uh, we have, I think it's, it's really, really cool. Uh, I know like um, Eber, probably Thiago Martins, remember me awesome when I was playing a little bit because they're a little bit older than the young guys. Right. You know, but one thing I really enjoy to join here, like uh, because of course the language, it's a little bit easy for me like to speak in uh, Portuguese with those guys, you know. But one thing I really enjoy like uh, because I know like a lot of, a lot happens with Brazilian play, like uh, Gabriel coming for Corinthians, big pressure. The team, the players, like the fans. Tal is also coming for the same thing, like Vasco da Gama, pressure, that kind of stuff. Andrade coming for Bahia. Bahia, I played the Bahia for one year. The fans is amazing. They really, really passionate on the club. You know, Thiago and Eber, they come like a, a little bit different, but they, our one thing I really enjoy to work with them because they are great guys. They're really great guys. They really respect me. We always like talk to each other. Uh, we have so, sometimes, we, of course, we know agree so, uh, everything because they are player. I'm a coach, you know, uh, an assistant coach, and then it has to be some like things. 
I try to pass everything Nick's want uh, for them, especially an information. Or that's one great connection we have. Like, uh, because now when Nick says something, I really tell the players and I really give the feedback quick as possible to Nick. And Nick already fixed that kind of stuff or agree with that kind of stuff. Right. It's a really positive. I think the the quick feedback we have now for Nick and the players, I think uh, that's the most impact I give to them. Also, the part like that's a, a challenge yeah. too. Because let's you're in the middle of a training session and he's directing things and things have to really you know yeah those are critical moments too yeah whether it's a meeting like you're describing there maybe or if it's training or if it's halftime you know it's yeah I think uh, one thing like we talk Nick talk a lot with us on uh, on the coach offs and then I can observe a lot of things yeah when we are in the field I really know what kind information has to do to Thales, to Gabriel, to Thiago, that kind of stuff. And then we try to put everything together so it can the, the team progress well with that, you know. And then the other parts that do try to do well with those guys is about mentor, you know, to give those guys like a really like positive mental things, you know. Thales looked pretty good at striker in the last game. Yeah, he did well. He is, he that was like that. He, uh, he, he was leading the line Maybe like he's never led it before since that move where yeah. once Tati Castellanos left, uh, he and Eber are kind of sharing that striker role. So do yeah. you see him developing there? Yeah, he's deserved there. No? He's worked well. Uh, he's great player, talent player. The technique he has is a uh, he could make a make a, a much much be better his style. He just growing, growing, growing. He's you need to. Go back and see his last 20 years. You know, he's really, really young. Uh, and for me, I'm very happy for him to see he, the way he's played, his the goal, how he see his smile the, during the week. You know, that's the one thing we we want to make sure. Not only of Thales, but every player on the, uh, on the roster has that feeling, you know, because it's a really important for or not only for the environment, but for the for himself also. No? I, I don't know if Magdo was born when uh, you won the World Cup. <laughs> I think it's the same year. But I don't know if he was alive yet, but no, he's not. He's two thousand two. He's not. That's Cleberson, World Cup winner with Brazil, and now NYCFC assistant coach, a mentor to three young Brazilians under his tutelage, Tylus Magno, twenty years old, Gabby Pereira. 20 years old, Tiago Andrade, 21. That'll do it for this episode. I'm Glenn Crooks on Frame.